What's up, guys? It's your girl, Evelyn, here with 15 Minutes, the podcast with your girl, Evelyn, here, me. And today, I wanted to talk about a topic. This topic, it's about transformation and about truth. And um, it's transformed by truth type of title, you know? And it's about the need that people have of more bread for their soul rather than bread for their food okay for their body so people need more than bread for life they must feed on every word of God that's from Matthew 4.4 God's gracious word can make you into what he wants you to be and give you everything that you could possibly need Acts 20.32 The truth transforms us. Spiritual growth is the process of replacing lies with truth. Jesus prayed, sanctify them, sorry, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctification requires revelation. The spirit of God uses the word of God to make us like the son of God. To become like Jesus, we must fill our lives with his word. The Bible says, Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. God's word is unlike any other word. It's like, it's alive. Jesus said, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. When God speaks, things change. Everything around you, all of the creation exists because God said it. He spoke it all into existence. Without God's word, you would not even be alive. James points out God decided to give us life through the word of truth so that we might be the most important of all the things he made. The Bible is far more than a doctrinal guidebook. God's word generates life. It creates faith. It produces change. It frightens the devil. It causes miracles. It heals hurts. It builds character. It transforms circumstances. It imparts joy. It overcomes adversity. It defeats temptation. It infuses hope. It releases power. It cleanses our mind. It brings things into being. And it guarantees our future forever. We cannot live without the Word of God. Never take it for granted. You should consider it as an essential thing to your life as food. Job said that I have treasured the words of his mouth more than any, more than my daily bread. God's word is the spiritual nourishment that you must have to fulfill your purpose. The Bible is called our milk, our bread, our solid food, and our sweet dessert. This four-course meal is a spirit's menu for spiritual strength and growth. Peter advised us, Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. There are more Bibles in print today than ever before, but a Bible on the shelf is worthless. Millions of believers are plagued with spiritual anorexia, starving to death from spiritual malnutrition. To be a healthy disciple of Jesus, feeding on God's word must be your first priority. Jesus called it abiding. He said, 
If you abide in me, my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And day-to-day living, abiding in God's word, includes three activities. I must accept its authority. The Bible must become the authoritative standard for my life. The compass I rely on for direction. The counsel I listen to for making wise decisions. And the benchmark I use for evaluating everything. The Bible must always have the first and last word in my life. Many of our troubles occur because we base our choices on unreliable authorities. Culture, everyone is doing it. Tradition, we've always done it. Reason, it seemed logical. Or emotion, it just felt right. All four of these are flawed by the fool. All these, they're flawed by the fall. What we need is a perfect standard that will never lead us in the wrong direction. Only God's word meets that need. And Solomon reminds us, every word of God is flawless. And Paul explains, everything in the scriptures is God's word. All of it is useful for teaching and helping people and for correcting them and showing them how to live. In the early years of his ministry, Billy Graham went through a time when he struggled with doubts about the accuracy and authority of the Bible. The most important decision that you can make today is to settle this issue of what will be the ultimate authority in your life. Decide that regardless of culture, tradition, reason, or emotion, you choose the Bible as your final authority. Determine to first ask, what does the Bible say? when making decisions. Resolve that when God says to do something, you will trust God's word and do it whether or not it makes sense to you or if you feel like doing it. Adopt Paul's statement as your personal affirmation of faith. I believe everything that agrees with the law and that is written in the prophets. I must assimilate its truth. It is not enough just to believe the Bible. I must fill my mind with it so that the Holy Spirit can, so that the Holy Spirit can transform me with the truth. There are five ways to do this. You can receive it, read it, research it, remember it, and reflect on it. First, you receive God's word when you listen and you accept it with an open, receptive attitude. The parable of the sower illustrates the the sower illustrates how our receptiveness determines whether or not God's word takes root in our lives and bears fruit. Jesus identified three unreceptive attitudes. A closed mind, which is like hard soil. A superficial mind, which is like shallow oil, soil. And a distracted mind, which is soil with weeds. And then he says, consider carefully how you listen. Anytime you feel that you're not learning anything from a sermon, sermon or a Bible teacher, you should check your attitude, especially for pride because God can speak through even the most boring teacher when you are humble and receptive. John advises, in a humble, which is gentle and modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contain the power to save your souls. Second, for more of the 2,000-year-old history of the church, only priests got to personally read the Bible, but now billions of us have access to it. In spite of this, many believers are more faithful to reading their daily newspaper than their Bibles. 
It's no wonder we don't grow. We can't watch television for three hours, then read the Bible for three minutes and expect to grow. Many who claim to believe the Bible from cover to cover have never read it from a cover to cover. But if you will read the Bible just 15 minutes a day, you will read completely through it once a year. And if you cut out one 30-minute television program a day and read your Bible, instead you will read through the entire Bible twice a year. Daily Bible readings will keep you in a range of God's voice. This is why God's instructed the kings of Israel to always keep a copy of His Word nearby. He should keep it with Him all the time and read from it every day of His life. But don't just keep it near you, read it regularly. A simple tool that is helpful for this is a daily Bible reading plan. It will prevent you from just skipping around the Bible arbitrarily and overlooking sections. If you would like a copy of my personal Bible reading plan, then see this other, see me later on. And third, researching or studying the Bible is another practical way to abide in the Word. The difference between reading and studying the Bible involves two additional activities, asking questions of the text and writing down your insights. You haven't really studied the Bible unless you've written your thoughts and down on paper or a computer. Space does not allow me to explain the different methods of Bible study. Several helpful books on Bible study methods are available, including one that I wrote every I mean, over 20 years ago, it's the secret of good Bible study is simply learning to ask the right questions. Different methods, you use different questions, and you will discover far more if you pause and ask such simple questions as to who, what, where, when, why, and how. The Bible says that truly happy people are those who carefully study God's perfect law that makes people free and they continue to study it. They do not forget what they heard, but they obey what God's teaching says. Those who do this well will be made happy. The fourth way to abide in God's word is by remembering it. Your capacity to remember is a God-given gift. You may think that you have a poor memory, but the truth is you have millions of ideas of truths, of facts, and figures memorized. You remember what is important to you. If God's word is important, you will take the time to remember it. There are enormous benefits to memorizing Bible Bible verses, and it will help you resist temptation, make wise decisions, reduce stress, build confidence, offer good advice, and share your faith with others. Your memory is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it will become. And memorizing scripture will always, is going to become easier. You might begin by selecting a few Bible verses out of this book that have touched you and when writing them down on a small What's up guys, your girl Evelyn here with 15 Minutes, the podcast, and today, right now, I just wanted to let y'all know a little more about that, uh, regarding that Bible, you know, the Bible um, episode that I did, and that right there is the one thing that we can definitely go back to because like, I guess my audience would be held, definitely not the 
my audience for that well really the audience is for everybody but it's, it's something really for everybody I don't think so let's be realistic this is more like a reminder to the people that are in my are in my range age range 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 rover no are in my you know like my age and you know between 30 and 40 you know between 25 and 40 <laughs> but it's not that it's uh it's not that people don't want to tell their age right away people need to start getting over that shit right like oh you don't want to tell your age how what dare you you're trying to look like a no don't stop it people don't have to tell the age of anything and age needs to be looked at totally different than what it is because people get this weird freaking weird little ooh, age you know like like if it matters i guess it matters to them witches uh, but what is a witch right um anyways we won't get into that um so and i meant that in a, in a not nice witch way but like I said, there's a lot to what a witch is and a lot of root meanings and a lot of stuff. And another webinar, like webinar, seminar, uh, episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, it's very important to to be able to, to go into something that will remind you of how something made you feel maybe 10 years ago, you know? I mean, we've been, in, we've been around religious um uh, religious people our entire lives we've seen them we've probably been around them at some point we've uh we've had to go to church or we've had to whatever it is we've all had some connection directly with um what we all know to be the word of god and the the real meaning of fellowship and the real good memories of, of of people being nice in the church and not seeing too many different faces and when it comes to the daycare in the church and just you know everything's just it, it just seems good right and then every other year every other thousand years or hundreds of years or even maybe like decades um there comes a time where you know, just something ruffled out of control and has became its own little problem and then and, and just, you know, there's just a balancing out of the energies that have played a big role in many big things, events, right? That, um, you're kind of like pulling out a weed, right? You, when you pull out a weed effectively, you pull it from the root and sometimes you might not be able to pull it from the top, so you gotta kind of make, get the shovel around it or something in there to be able to help it right but once you got a good little um carving around there you, you just pull it out and it's like dang that's a big you know that's a big weed but that's really what you were yeah something like that so i encourage everybody to really if if you're still going to bed not not fully satisfied there's just something there that you wish you could have taken care of i think that it's this it's the fact that maybe you you feel drained and not filled because whenever you looked, went to look for answers in some kind of way, shape, or form, or some kind of a approval or some kind of you know reassurance from somebody or something, and you didn't get it deep down inside. You know you didn't get it, but you're pretending like you did. 
receive it, right? And you didn't really. And I think that's because you feel maybe a little bit like, God, did I look in the right, did I spend my energy in the right source to look for this, this filling of this void in some way? And then that's whenever I'll interrupt and I'll say, nope, you didn't. Try looking into the Bible. Those are things that we are so used to, right? Just like we're so used to and to believing that everything is great and that there's no such thing as um, cyberbullying and stuff like that, right? You can pretend or you can look away from the real fact, but the facts are there, okay? Um, so... facts are there my friends it's just about us accepting it and just um, trying to understand how it got to this point and um, at the same time um, you know like saving the consciousness at the same time of our children because imagine us how it how we take it you know that this the 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 falling of the tower for example right we we our whole tower just goes down to the floor everything that we knew kind of just becomes unstable and I wonder how it feels on the other side like when my children's point of view you know like them having to experience it maybe a little bit right not too grounded on it and then something just comes and shakes that ungrounded ground even more so it's like they're they're can't speak for them little things all I know is that that's one way that's gonna be the most um, sure way that people think are gonna get through I don't know I don't know that's another wow I don't know what took me there to that route anyways this uh, podcast should have ended about a minute ago exactly but you know me I like to keep it real sometimes, and sometimes that brings a little confusion. Don't let it confuse you. Keep on going with your day. We'll get to this later. Believe me, there's plenty of thoughts where that came from. Are they going anywhere? Nowhere to go. So we'll just keep it in the back burner for you. See you later, alligators. After a while, the crocodiles. Mm-hmm.